Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Tennessee Holler Facebook Live. We're tnholler.com at the tnholler on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you to everybody who supports us and helps amplify the messages. Chip in a few bucks. That's how we survive. Today, we have a very special guest, David Weissman. He has a really interesting story to tell, one that I find to be really important. David, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you coming on. I I really appreciate you being so open about your story because not many are, and I know you get a lot of heat for it. You were staunch Trump supporter, and now you no longer are. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I was in the military for 13 years, been deployed, provided security for the chaplain. Was in Afghanistan twice. Growing up, I was always Republican, conservative, religious values, things like that nature. So when you say religious values, what were some of the issues that you cared about deeply and still probably do? Um, and they changed a little bit. And then God, and I was against abortion. Uh, LBGT at the time, I didn't know much about it, but, you know, I'm leaning the whole, that was a sin thing. When did you start to become a Trump fan? What was it about him that you appreciated? Uh, it was actually in a general election, supporting Ted Cruz in the primaries. That's how strictly conservative I was. I decided to vote for Trump. It was, it was pretty, at the time, it was an easy decision. You no, know, I'm leaning a hatred towards Hillary Clinton and demonizing and, you know, evil. And I'm leaning all that. And so it was easy to go get sucked in, as they call, red pill. And so it was easy. And from there, I supported Trump. I campaigned for him. And So you talk about being red pilled. Was it a process within yourself or was it something... People were doing to you. Yes, both. I, I did a lot of work on Facebook, Twitter, and I worked with her. There was a Republican Trump group in Israel that helped get Americans in Israel to vote. So I worked with them too. So I did a lot of campaigning with actual official groups, locally, personally, and on Twitter. So I was I was very well known. And what was it about him that you latched onto? Even Republicans weren't buying it from him. Everybody knew who he was. He was a game show host, an ex-Democrat, a guy who doesn't believe in what he says. Was it that people started to buy what he was selling or people saw a vessel f- to get the things that they wanted done? Me, personally, I didn't know much about him. I took his word. I trusted Sean Hannity, a lot of different conservative pundits who amplified him. We believed in a propaganda against Democrats, no liberals, you know, thinking that they're an enemy of the people. You know, we, you know, the whole fake news thing, conservative propagandists did that. So you saw where people were getting angry about and saw that as an opportunity. And a lot of us fought it. You know, we felt Hillary Clinton's dangerous to America. Well, you know, the thing that we believe that Democrats like wanted to take rights away from people. Fear mongering, taking religious uh rights away. So that's what that's why a lot of people, you know, voted for Trump is based on fear, hate. When you say that you felt like Democrats were the enemy of the people, right? I ran for Congress here in 2018. My neighbor didn't vote for me, but we can have a conversation. You know, we can talk and I don't think that he is evil. How do you get to a point where you think that half the country is evil and an enemy of the country wants to take your rights away, like aggressively negative place to go. How does that happen? Um, it starts out with fear. It starts out with propaganda. One judge wanted to take away AR-15s. So what a lot of pro- conservative propagandists would do is say, look, the liberals want to take your guns away. Stereotype all liberals, all Democrats as that one judge. Do you think those people believe what they're saying? Or do you think those people are taking advantage of the situation and profiting from it? I would say it's a mixture 
of both. I think there are people that do know what's going on and are profiting off of it. And then there's people that really believe in their message. Laura Loomer, I think she really believes in her message. And then you have Sean Hannity who's making millions of what he's doing. Talk a little bit about the transition process. You are on Twitter a lot, trolling people basically, right? What is that? What was that? What were you doing? Basically when you're trolling, trying to get a reaction out of people, trying to get people to believe in what you believe, fall in line with conservative values. So this was a certain time where conservatives were saying they were being shadow banned. They were so claiming I, that they were being censored by Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I did a stupid tweet where I said, hey, look, Sarah Silverman, Stephen Colbert are dressed in Nazi outfits. I tagged him saying, how come you're silencing conservatives and how come... You know, these people can do whatever they want on Twitter and not get in trouble. Sarah actually replied, said that was callous humor, you know, not necessarily trying to offend people. And normally when you go after celebrities, they block you right away. And, you know, you wear that as a badge of honor. Like, hey, this is cool. And but she replied. I mean, why not? I don't know why she doesn't like Trump because she's Jewish. I'm Jewish. You know, he's for Israel. I asked why and she told me why. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That was a respectable debate, which is very rare on Twitter. I started thinking, you know, why do liberals believe in things they do? Why do they hate, you know, military and support illegal aliens? Why do they want to take guns away? And I started thinking of these questions. Fox News. And that's where I learned a lot of what Democrats did because I didn't know much about it growing up. You know, I actually asked her, hey, sir, you know, why do you guys care about illegal aliens? Or the military. And then she responded, like, you know, that's not really true. You can actually care about both. And, you know, we are a country of immigrants, so that's the right thing to do. Also, spoke with other people learning about, hey, they're seeking asylum laws. People have the right to seek asylum. A lot of the problems that conservatives are worried about actually come through the port of entry, not necessarily the illegal way. Usually when somebody says something like that to you, they just ignore it or say it's fake news. What made that resonate with you? Are you an outlier or is it possible to have those conversations with others like you? Someone with her status actually having a conversation with me, I think that does make a difference. Conservatives see celebrities as elit- elitists. Uh, you know, they voted for one to be president. Right. So when she was replying to me, you know, what all me troll here? I guess that didn't kind of matter. It got me thinking. And then when she replied, a lot of her followers replied too. People were happy that like, hey, wow, this guy is having a conversation. I'm automatically attacking. You know, my wife's a behavior therapist. So she's got me thinking about like things like positive reinforcement. When you engaged with her, mm-hmm. did people, instead of lashing out at you, did they credit you for having the conversation? And then there was sort of a feedback loop of I'm being lauded for having a conversation and it made you want to do it more um yes in fact um she actually said you know david and i became twitter friends you know respectful dialogue he loves trump but you know we, we realized that we want the same things and i was still a trump supporter then and but when that happened that let my own wall come down and i saw how people really are into dialogue and that's when i really really got into learning more about the bull values and other points of view, learn about white privilege, and you know, it was like a whole different America than what I knew growing up. That's what really, really got to me there when, when she actually did that. That's a beautiful thing. And she had a show called I Love You America, which was about exactly this having those conversations, keeping your ears open, respecting the person that you're talking to, all of those wonderful things. And it's really amazing to hear that it worked on you. She didn't try to convert me. She didn't try to say, you shouldn't do this. You know, she respected who I was and what I supported. And having dialogue was encouraged. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And, and I see that people have tweeted to you, like Luke Skywalker himself, saying that uh, 
hope hope others see the light. Thanks for fighting the good fight. You were still a Trump supporter at that point. Where was the moment that that stopped? When people weren't seeing that, well, I got up from both sides. So I felt a lot of uh, backlashes, called me a them plan, called me a trainer calling me these sort of things and I, I guess I kind of sort of spat out of Trump into the wrong stance and then I started putting things together like why are they getting so upset what is there something about Trump I had other people who started talking to me about Trump wondering things like he's done business deals his corruption how corrupt he is as a person I didn't know I started questioning like wait a minute he dodged a draft five times here I voted for this guy thinking he's a patriot a patriot would not dodge a draft five times why twin doctors about his condition I mean, look at Sean Kerry, you know, that I was a Republican, called him a traitor, a coward for protesting. He was a very decorated war hero, and then protested. That's honorable. But Trump, he contracted five times, and he's called a patriot. You know, and I learned different things about his connections with Russia and different things. And I realized that this is not the guy who I thought I voted for. And then I decided, you know, I'm done. And it was kind of hard because I, I built a lot of relationships with Trump supporters and conservatives. I left the Republican Party first before I stopped supporting Trump. I didn't want to be a part of a party that was built on lies and what about isms. I saw who Trump really is, and that's when I ended Trump support. And what confirmed it is when Hillary was right about him and Putin. Um, when he had that meeting in Helsinki, what kind of president would leave behind closed doors meet with our Right. That is not normal. That told me that I made the right decision there. Through my journey, I learned more about how learn about the LBGT and uh, all the rights that Democrats fought for. And, you know, that won me over as a Democrat to separate journeys. Because a lot of times, okay, I'm an independent. Had you learned enough at that point where you were like, oh, I, I actually like what these people are saying? Still learning more, even today. Learning what actual democratic values are. They're fighting for rights of others. They're not taking away rights. When that, like, clicked, you know, that's what won me over to the party and I wanted to be a part of that. That's beautifully said. Actually, probably more succinctly put then I've heard a Democrat say it. <laughs> Any Democrats listening use that. They're fighting for the rights of others or not fighting to take away rights. And I think that's exactly right. I'm going to put it this way because I've seen you put it this way. It's like leaving a cult. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how hard it was to change your mind. Their leader is wrong and what they believe can be wrong. So no matter what happens, they will always defend that. First was political backlashes. You know, they try to, they try to just for my story. They try to say, oh, I was never a Trump supporter or I was never this, never that. Personal attacks, you know, explaining my kids even, you know, they, they say, oh, I'm, I'm a heavy dad or I left my family, things like that. And it's like crazy. Find out their motives is political. I have an awesome following, awesome support on my Twitter feed and they try to intimidate you for Trevor's story, inspiring other people to say, hey, trouble's not doing says he is. It's one thing to go through the transition you've gone through, but it's another thing to actually be willing to talk about it. And so I, I know a lot of people appreciate that you're willing to talk about it. I'm seeing comments like Electra Posada saying, good for you, David. Grant Marsh, a friend of mine, is asking, how can we as Democrats help bridge the gap? What advice do you have? <laughs> Well, they are. I mean, there are a lot of Republicans that do not support Trump. They can encourage, you know, hey, stay Republican, try to bring the party to where it used to be. And, you know, just vote for the Democrat, elect the right leadership that represents Republican values. Uh, being a Democrat was my own choice after all that I've learned and all what they fought for. That is my own personal thing, but I don't think we should force people to be a Democrat. Just as simple as who they are, and it takes time and patience and dialogue. A lot of people have noticed in your pictures that you posted, and it may just be the specific pictures, but you seem to look healthier. You seem to look 
happier, like a weight has been lifted off your shoulder. Do you feel like the transformation has also been actually physical? Yeah, and it has. People say like, oh, it's just the one picture. I'm like, no, and a bunch of pictures of when I support a Trump and you can still see the difference. So when you learn to have empathy, that does soften your heart and it does want to make you, you know, be better. And PTSD counseling has also been helpful. And when you soften your heart, you can realize you look at your past, you look at what you used to believe, and it does take a, a effect on you to be a better person overall. Mentioned you have, you, you've gone through counseling. PTSD, when I was in combat, that didn't play a part in, in anger and fear. And yeah, that's definitely been helpful as well. If you were to address either your old self or others where you were what message do you do you have for your old self or for them as far as trying to let them know that there's another way to to look at things dialogue uh, learn there's different points of view everybody cares about each other just different ways of going about it have an open mind and just talk to each other whether you're a republican or a democrat you know no one's really the enemy just have different ways of trying to make the country a good country David, thank you for coming on. Thank you for what you're doing. Please keep speaking out. Can't stress enough how important conversion stories are. I have ex-Republicans in my life too, and I'm constantly thanking them for telling their stories too. We have one here, a woman who's a good friend of mine who was a Republican her whole life, and she just ran for the state Senate as a Democrat because she realized she was voting against her sick child's best interests by voting for a party that refuses to expand Medicaid and you know, resists universal health care. So your conversion story is more powerful really than anything most Democrats can say to anybody. Your story is a bridge for other people who are thinking about crossing it. And and I, I hope that people out there will. And I hope that people who have watched this conversation can take some lessons from it. So David, thank you very much. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on.